Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. As we continue to think about the doctrine of salvation or redemption, how God has saved us through Christ, we spent the last episode discussing the work of Christ in paying for our sins. And if we're thinking about this, taking that step back and looking at the entire storyline of Scripture, we're understanding that sin had to be paid for, and the wages of sin is death, and sin is what brought the curse upon the universe. And so when we're looking at what are we moving towards? What is the end of all things? What is the new creation, the consummation? What are we moving toward? We're moving towards a new utopia, uh, a new garden of Eden, a paradise restored from the paradise that was lost. And what is really interesting in the storyline of scripture is we begin in the garden and we end in the garden. We begin with God dwelling with man and then we end again with God dwelling with man. But now it is made permanent and perfect and that all of the cosmos is being restored. That Romans 8 idea that all of creation groans to be restored, to be saved. And that's what we're having here as we look at where are we moving toward? What is salvation accomplishing? Again, think Colossians 1, 15 through 20, that all things in heaven and on earth are being reconciled unto Christ. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, that everything is being put underneath his feet. Everything is being, or that he is the head of all things uh, to the church and that everything is being united in him. All right, this, this is the message of the gospel, that by dealing with the core problem, the sin of mankind, who is the representative of God, we are now going to remake all of creation, and it is going to be what it was always intended to be. And this is what we find at the end of the story. We're going to read some excerpts here from the book of Revelation, chapter 19 first, and then chapter 21. Where are we moving towards? What is salvation moving us towards? It centers on the salvation of humanity, of individuals who repent and believe in Jesus Christ. It centers on that debt being paid on the cross, but it is bringing more with it. There are entailments. All of the cosmos is impacted by what Christ has done. We'll start in Revelation 19, this picture of Christ's return. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and he makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which it is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a a sharp sword, with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread them in the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So this is this Jesus, the risen Lord, who ascended to be at the right hand of God the Father, has now descended upon earth, He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has a sword coming out of his mouth, which is is his words. His words, and he strikes down his enemies and executes God's judgment upon the nations. And we see Psalm 2 here finally brought in fullness. He's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. And he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He defeats all of his enemies here. And then this, of course, is tied to the new creation, the consummation of all things. We'll flip ahead here to Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, 
nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write these this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So we have this picture here. This is what the salvation work of Christ, the atoning work of Christ is bringing about. By redeeming man from his sin and remaking man in the image of Christ, we are now going to have the whole universe, a new heavens and a new earth. You really have this picture here of the heavenly Jerusalem, the dwelling place of God, returning to earth. All right, in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, what we have is God dwelling with man. The heavenly Jerusalem is there in the Garden of Eden. And then it is ripped apart by sin, and God kicks man out of his presence. Well, now this reuniting of heaven and earth is happening by Christ through Christ. And so sometimes, I was reading an article this week, uh, sometimes we we hear well-meaning Christians talk about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Christ is not spiritual, or, or is spiritual, it's not physical. This is not a biblical approach. Right? God created the world, the cosmos, physical, and he declared it good. Christ entered that physical reality and took upon himself a human nature that was sinless, right? and it was good. Christ died for his people and for his creation. All things were made by him, for him, and through him. And then in him all things hold together. And he is uniting all things by the blood of his cross. All of creation groans out to be liberated from the impact of sin. And what we have here is God saying that in the end, heaven descends to earth again. God will live with man again. And all things, not some things, all things have been made new. And you have this judgment, the parting of the righteous from the wicked. And so what is the end that we are moving towards? Well, Christ has accomplished this salvation for us. And in some ways, we already live with it. You have been forgiven of your sins. You have been born again. You are a new creation. But the fullness of the new creation is not yet here. But God is making all things new. This is why we are commanded by Christ to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because that prayer, Christ will answer. The kingdom of Christ is going to come in fullness to this earth. And it is going to remake everything. So yes, Christ's kingdom is both spiritual and physical. If anybody argues to you that Christ's kingdom is only spiritual, they are not reading the Bible correctly. Christ's kingdom is coming unto this world in everything. All things will be made new and we will dwell with God on the new earth. In the new heavens and the new earth, we will dwell with God with physical bodies for all eternity. What was lost in the Garden of Eden is restored. That is the end to which all of history is moving towards. This is the salvation that our Lord Jesus Christ has has brought. By the blood of his cross, he is uniting and reconciling, reconciling all things unto himself. And that is exactly what we see in Revelation chapter 21. All things are now reconciled to Christ under his kingship. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And so this is the the gospel message. 
Christ died for sinners, Christ rose again, Christ ascended, Christ is returning, and his kingdom will encompass all of the cosmos, and we will finally see it as it was meant to be. So this teaches us we have a comprehensive beginning, right? God made all things to clear them good. We have a comprehensive fall. The sin of mankind has impacted everything. We have a comprehensive death of Christ where he comprehensively deals with the sin of mankind. And then it is going to comprehensively remake everything and unite everything as it should be under the feet of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Christian worldview covers everything. The kingdom of Christ will cover and consume everything. And that is good news because that means everything matters. Everything has a meaning. Everything has a telos that we're moving towards an end goal. And that is the new creation by Christ as he descends um, from heaven. And there are different camps, different theological camps of how we get there. We're going to unpack some ideas about that in the next episode. But this is where we're moving. God is remaking all things through Christ by the blood of his cross. I encourage you to like, comment, and share this video as we continue to build the Christian worldview one minute at a time.